Do you know a woman who is driving positive change, growth, or innovation in her organization or community? The second annual Success Women of Influence Awards are underway. So whether a friend, a family member, or peer, give the recognition she deserves. The Success Women of Influence Awards honor, celebrate, and empower the extraordinary women whose contributions have impacted their industries and their communities, and the personal and professional lives of those in their world. Visit success.com slash WOI to nominate the women of influence in your life today. Well, let me explain why this is such a big problem, aside from what I've already said on my soapbox. One, gift cards essentially are an upfront transfer or conversion of cash from a consumer to a retailer with the promise, the promise of future goods or services. When they go unused, it basically becomes a free loan for the retailer. Yes. Right? Like we all basically said, hey, you know what? I like you and your product so much. Hold on to this money for me <laughs> and I'm going to come back for it. And, and hopefully, you know, it, this all works out in the end. Right. That's yeah. basically what a gift card is. Another reason consumers lose out. Right. Because they paid for something that they never received or they haven't received yet. While retailers basically immediately profit from these unclaimed funds. And in that sense, you can basically just consider it almost like a donation. Yes. Right? Like, like I, I don't again, it's like we, we talk about gifts and they're not and in cards. need. No, <laughs> like it's such an odd yes. phenomenon. Welcome to the Rich and Regular Podcast presented by Success, where we explore life at the intersection of money. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Julian. And today we're talking about gift cards and whether or not they're a scam. Uh, I love this. <laughs> I love this. We'll see. <laughs> but first, please rate and review the Rich and Regular Podcast wherever you listen to the show. And I want to give a little shout out to Darian... H. I'm not going to say his full name because he might not want me to put him all out there, but he is probably one of our Android cousins and sent us a note to remind Google Podcast listeners that Google Podcast is actually going away. They're planning on folding it into YouTube music. So we're going to work on kind of expanding our distribution list. We know that there is Amazon Podcast and a number of other spots, but in the interim, you can find us still on YouTube Music and Spotify if you don't listen to us via Apple Podcasts. So yeah. we know the majority to- of people listen through Apple Podcasts, a handful of people maybe on YouTube, but so that works out. But for the people who listen on Google, yeah. you know. They've got to find a new home, a new place. I know. That's sad because Stitcher just, I was going to say passed away. (laughs) They just got rid of Stitcher as well. And so for people who are not in the Apple ecosystem, they're having to like scramble to new, find new podcast homes. So the cheese is being moved. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about gift cards. And and, and I want to go straight to the word scam because like maybe that word might be (laughs) a little bit uncalled for. Maybe that's a little too harsh. But I do think that it's safe to say that the entire gift card industry uh, is aware of some things, which is part of the reason why we're kind of flirting with the word scam. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think it's a scam, but I, I'm hedging yeah, a little bit yeah. because it's like, you know, if I knew this, like, I don't know that I would I would not call it a scam. It's, it's really interesting. <laughs> and, and it's weird because I think gift cards kind of hold a very cozy place in people's hearts. Oh, yeah. And so a lot of people, they don't really think about like the, the backside of this thing. Right. So right. And this is not some expose for, you know, all <laughs> intents and purposes, but we are going to talk about it. We are going to answer that question, whether or not it's a scam. But before we do that, I have to ask, how many 
unused gift cards do you think that you have right now? What do you know for a fact that you have right now? I know I have at least one that's top of mind because I returned a gift last Christmas, last Christmas, and it was at a store and it was for like a store credit for a department store that I don't regularly shop at. And so it's been hard to try to find something to use it on. But if I'm being honest, I probably have like four or five other gift cards lingering around. I certainly got you a gift card to... uh, Oh, you did. You did. Yeah, I still have that one. Yeah, floating around. (laughs) I know, but I looked up the expiration date on that while we were, you know, preparing for this episode. I've got five more years to use it, so it doesn't expire until like twenty thirty. That's assuming the store is still there. Unacceptable (laughs) as the giver of the gift card. Yeah, my point is, I probably have four or five more in addition to those two that, but those have less than ten dollars on them, and so yeah. When the balance gets that low, my girl math c- kicks in. Have you heard about girl math? I, I, I'm not. I I, I've, I've been I, critical I of it. <laughs> I can't even acknowledge that. That's a different podcast, different conversation. <laughs> I've been critical of it. But as I was writing this, I was like, is this girl math? Because when the balance gets that low, I start to tell myself that there's nothing that cheap at the store. And so it's actually going to cost me money to use it. And therefore, I don't use it. <laughs> I don't know that that's girl math because it could I, be boy math. I don't have very many gift cards for sure. I don't. People don't give me gifts, right? That's, that's not just, true. That's just, okay, <laughs> but I, I do know that there was one that I got after you know we used a product, and then they wanted me to give them some feedback, and as an incentive to give them the feedback, they offered me a five dollar gift card. Mm. And uh, you know, maybe maybe this is boy math. Maybe this is me being bougie. I got, I, I gave the feedback because I truly enjoy the product and I want them to get better. And then when I got the e-gift card, I was like, oh, okay, now what am I going to do with this? Like, it, <laughs> to your point, it was like creating more problems in my head <laughs> than like the $5 were worth to me. And so if that's girl math, I, I debunk it because I think I, I'm not a girl and I felt the same way. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So I thought scam was a harsh word too. And maybe it is an overstatement. I'm sure yeah. our listeners will tell us, you know, they always give us feedback. But after researching this episode and kind of coupling it with my own experience, I can definitely make a solid argument for why they're scam adjacent. It's on the spectrum. It's on the spectrum of scam because there are so many valid concerns and criticisms associated with using them. So let's just start with the big daddy, right? Bankrate did a study and found that nearly half, 47% of U.S. adults have at least one unused gift card, voucher, or store credit. Yeah. Half. Yeah. And we're not talking about the small ones, like I said, you know, the, le- the less than five, well, ten dollars. You wasn't small. I know. And that one's still sitting around. So <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know where you fall on the survey. I was saving it for a special occasion. Yeah, okay. It was given to you Here's for the point. a special occasion. <laughs> but I'll let you go ahead. That's the last time I'm Here's you. the point. The average value of these gift cards is $187 per person or a total value of $23 billion billion dollars nationwide, right? Now, I will say that they found that the intent to spend these gift cards was there. Shout out to me and my intent. Many of the survey takers meant to use the gift card in 2022, but then they didn't. And so when it came around 2023, it was like, nah, still got it, right? Now, the good news is that the 2023 economy has incentivized them to try and use them now to combat things like inflation and recession concerns. So 39% of those surveyed say they make more of an effort to use them now than they have in the past year. But the bad news is that the tendency to use gift card balances actually decreases as people report higher incomes. 
So 62% of people mm. with a household income of over $100,000 have unused gift cards versus only 49% of those households between fifty dollars and $80,000. So if you are in a higher income earning household, the likelihood that you're actually going to use that gift card is significantly lower. Yeah. So I love stats like this for a couple of reasons. The first one is because it highlights something that most people have likely never given much thought to. But I think the more important reason here is that it, it kind of unlocks something that, you know, I always feel a little, you know, what do they call it? Grinds my gears. Like when people kind of feel like they've done everything and, and you know, there's, there's no box that I've left unchecked. Right. And I'm like, there's 23 billion <laughs> outstanding. Like there are a lot of problems that can be solved. Yeah. With twenty three transfer them all to the student loan and, crisis. And people, you, you know what I'm <laughs> you know, saying? Like twenty three billion. And, and that sounds ridiculous, yeah. but at the same time, we are participating in an industry that has parked money to the tune of around twenty three billion dollars. Oh, we about to get to that. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, like, there's something to be said about that. And so, that's part of the reason why I find these kinds of things interesting. Because I can I can imagine why a listener might say, "I don't care about gift cards," but then you start to you know, tie yeah. the two together. And it's like, actually, this is worthy of, of diving into this issue a little bit more. But let me explain why this is such a big problem, aside from what I've already said on my soapbox. One, gift cards essentially are an upfront transfer or conversion of cash from a consumer to a retailer with the promise, the promise of future goods or services. When they go unused, it basically becomes a free loan for the retailer, yes. right? Like we all basically said, hey, you know what? I like you and your product so much. Hold on to this money for me <laughs> and I'm going to come back for it. And, and hopefully, you know, it, this all works out in the end, right? That's yeah. basically what a gift card is. Another reason consumers lose out, right? Because they've paid for something that they never received or they haven't received yet, while retailers basically immediately profit from these unclaimed funds. And in that sense, you can basically just consider it almost like a donation. Yes. Right? Like, like I, I don't, again, it's like we, we talk about gifts. And they're not and in cards. need. No, <laughs> like it's such an odd yes. phenomenon when you actually think about it. Like, why did we do this when there are so many other ways to solve for this issue? But like, this is part of the reason why we're diving into gift cards. Yeah. And this is where things get kind of scam adjacent because gift cards Scam-ish. give scamish. Scamish. <laughs> Maybe that should be Kenya Barris' next show, Scam-ish. <laughs> so this is where they, things get scamish because gift cards give companies this really interesting accounting advantage. Yes. So when you buy a gift card, the retailer typically records the entire purchase amount as deferred revenue liability on their balance sheet, which means that the cash from the sale is collected up front, but they can't recognize it as revenue, using air quotes, until the gift card is redeemed and goods and services are exchanged, yeah, right? promise is fulfilled. Yes. So you said it was a loan, like kind of like a loan. And that's accurate because the company treats it like debt because you gave them money, but they still owe you something, right? You just gave it to them to hold until you actually come back for the merchandise. But when gift cards are not redeemed, it doesn't Mm -hmm. make sense for them to just keep all this unearned revenue as a liability on their balance sheet forever. So they use historical data to figure out what a proper breakage rate is. So if they know that only 80% of the gift cards sold are actually redeemed and 20% kind of remain unclaimed and just out there, 
they can convert some of that deferred liability to breakage income, right? So when gift card breakage rates are high, this can almost create like a misleading impression of a company's financial health and revenue figures for investors and stakeholders like you and me, right? In other words, if you have a bunch of unredeemed gift cards, your reported revenue and profitability may seem stronger than the actual ongoing business activities that would suggest you know, a healthy business, right? You can yeah. kind of inflate the numbers because people just aren't using their gift cards and you can convert that to income. Yeah. And I think companies have gotten really creative over the years with the way that they market gift cards and store credits. Yes. They've kind of rolled it into or as a part of just being a loyal member, which as a marketer, I think is absolutely brilliant. I know. There are two examples, <laughs> uh, well, three that come to mind uh, right off the top of my head. Starbucks, uh, Chick-fil-A, which, and I, and I know we're biased because we're down here in South. We live yeah. in the home of Chick-fil-A. So, you know, and, and we're customers. Uh, and then there's Target, which I think does a fantastic job of like promoting their Man. gift cards and loyalty. But they've gone so far as basically rolling in gift cards into or like almost as a core component to the loyalty program. And so it's all part of like their online digital wallet. Yes, they each have apps. a digital wallet in each I'm of their apps. I'm not as much of a fan of Starbucks's form of this. And and I say that because one, I'm not really a big Starbucks drinker. But again, that used to be one of the gift cards that people would give me. Here's a little five dollars, here's a little five dollars. And so over the years, I've got like four or five gift cards that are all in there. One with like 27 cents, one with like a dollar twelve. You know, and like every time I open and I'm like, oh, I'm going to use it. And it's, it's just, I don't even feel like dealing with that. And I think this is where I become part of the 80% of people who just leave it in there. And right. to your point, I basically, or somebody gifted Starbucks this money on my behalf and I never went and actually used it. Now, it's been said that Starbucks is actually a bank like for right. that reason because people load their funds into the Starbucks mobile app and they maintain this balance just like they do a regular bank account. Meanwhile, Starbucks is earning interest on this money. Like right. that's the thing <laughs> that really gets me and say, wait a second, they're not just holding on to oh, it. No. Like, uh, oh, here's an IOU. They're like, oh, thank you. We're going to go and make this money grow. We're going to invest this money in the, in, in the stock market or do whatever they want to do with it. And they're basically like a de facto financial institution mm-hmm. holding on to your funds without offering any interest or financial services in return, except for maybe like a free, a free cappuccino drink, yeah. or a <laughs> frappuccino or something like that. I don't that. know how it works. <laughs> and I think that's part of the reason, like in addition to just the user inter- interface, why I'm not as much of a fan of Starbucks version, whereas Chick-fil-A's is more like, well, here's the convenience of preloading your cash just to streamline right. the actual transaction. <laughs> but even still, it's like I'm prepaying yeah. because I plan on coming back when I don't have to. Like, right. What, you know, but like, you can't like withdraw it. You like, can't, <laughs> no, you can't say, you know, I, I actually don't want to go here anymore. I'm boycotting. I'm boycotting. I'd like my Money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you can, money. but it's not easy. Yeah. You probably have to get on the phone. But I think a lot of people have probably never really thought about engaging with the loyalty program as a form or function of the gift card industry. But yes. that's exactly what it is. It's a digital and in this case, mobile app centered gift card. Yes. That's exactly the same motivation for why you see stores selling other stores gift cards. Yeah. Like it just goes deeper. There's a lot and of money deeper. to be made. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a foil hat wear. But like, for example, if you purchased an Amazon gift card at Walgreens, Walgreens gets the cash immediately and puts it in that deferred liability bucket. If you eventually use that gift card at Amazon, then Walgreens will transfer the money 
to Amazon. So they basically act as a middleman. But if that gift card gets lost in the mail or never used, they get to start rolling over that money as income, which is bananas. And I use that specific example because a lot of us have been there where you're invited to a wedding or a birthday party or it's Mother's Day and you swing by a drugstore and on your way there, you grab, you know, an overpriced greeting card and a gift card to stuff in it. So between the activation fee on the gift card and the card itself, like you're already $10 in the hole and we haven't even gotten to the gift part yet. (laughs) We haven't gotten to the actual value on the card. And all of this exists because somehow we have deemed cash as the tacky gift, right? And I just think we're at the point now. It's the thoughtless gift. It's the thoughtless gift. You didn't put any thought. Which is ridiculous. Like, I'm just at the point now where we need to grow up as a country because cash is not a tacky gift. Like, cash, like, let's just, let's, like, let's just debunk the myth right now. Like, cash is at the top of the gift food chain. Cash is at the top of the gift food chain for sure. It is king that, that, that line still stands true. It is convenient, right? You don't have to worry about finding the right store anymore. Maybe, maybe you know, we just did an episode on like Amazon One ID or something like that. Yeah. Maybe at some point <laughs> in the near future, you know, this almost seems like a full reversal to what we were saying, but we're not that far into the future yet, right? We, we can we can see that that day is coming, but like to your point, like there are no activations. Yeah, I don't fees. mean physical cash. You can transfer cash to like a cash Correct. app or a Correct. square. You know what I'm saying? I'm just talking about like non-branded monetary gifts. Correct. You don't have to worry about uh, expiration dates, which I, I, I wish there were some survey data or we'd found some, but like I'm pretty sure that most people never even stop to think about what the actual expiration dates are. They just, they think it's cash. They think it's as good as cash. Yeah. And so long as I'm alive and I have this card, I can go and redeem. And it's like, actually, no, you might find out. <laughs> that this that store doesn't exist it anymore. Expired, that that version of cash <laughs> is not acceptable anymore. Balance inquiries, right? All that stuff you don't have to worry about. It's flexible, right? Cash is flexible. It covers you want, you need, everything in between. You can save it, invest it, pay bills, yeah. do whatever you want. Whatever you want. It, it holds its value better than gift cards to yes. your point, right? There are all of these costs, some of which are also hidden and, and all of these kind of restrictions that kind of force people to do things or spend in certain ways or in certain increments. Like think about mm-hmm. all the times that maybe you tried to combine a gift oh, card yeah. with cash and then it just creates an entire And head, registers headache. can't do that. This Whereas like point. you can't split the payment and get this put three dollars and fifty cents on this card. Correct. Well, some registers can, but some do, but I certainly had my fair share of situations where I wasn't able to conduct a full transaction because in my mind, it was as good as cash. And if I could scan this thing, that that would automatically deduct it. And then I could put the rest on a credit card or paying cash or something like that. Sometimes they just don't allow you to do that. And so it creates this inconvenience that I think also gets in the way of making gift cards a really, really cool gift to begin with. Now, full transparency moment. There was actually, it's not really a full transparency moment, but it's more like a case in point. A couple of years ago, uh, a brand wanted to work with us, a financial brand, and they had a debit card. And this was one of the earlier examples, I think, of this particular point where these restrictions and these hidden fees get in the way. They wanted to work with us. They ended up sending a uh, gift card to us and we were looking at it. And it was like, oh, wow, this is cool. We asked some friends like, hey, have you ever heard of this? And they liked it. I'm like, all right, cool. Long story short, by the time we actually got the debit card and went to use it in the store, it had already lost value based on what they had said the original yeah, amount was. The, month, the monthly maintenance fee It was fee a monthly maintenance <laughs> fee. Somehow between activation yeah, so you had and to us have receiving loaded it. loaded a certain amount of money on yeah. it. And like, it was all these little things and it just sort of highlighted to me like why... 
gift cards and these types of models are, are actually not very beneficial for a lot of people. And I think especially for those people who might be financially insecure or your budgets are really, really tight, using them can actually create more harm than good. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'll add to your list of reasons. I think cash can even be more personal than gift cards can. Like my grandmother still sends me $5 every birthday and tells me to go buy apples with it. Now I've never mentioned, at least to my knowledge that I love apples, or maybe I did when I was little. But the point is like, Cash gives you this blank canvas to use your words and show that you've been listening to the person. So you can add a little note that says, you know, for your upcoming trip to Cancun or for those dance lessons that you've always wanted. Or those apples. Or those those apples. Those honey crisp (laughs) apples, which are the greatest. (laughs) All right. This is a good time to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what you can do if you actually do have unused gift cards. Are you ready to supercharge your life and get access to more opportunities than you've ever dreamed of? Then join me, James Whitaker, in the Win the Day Accelerator. Presented by Success, this entire eight-part program has been created to help you activate your winning life once and for all. You'll gain clarity on your goals and purpose. You'll learn how to quickly overcome challenges, and you'll get proven tips and frameworks that will deliver you big results fast in all areas of your life. So if you're ready to win, join me in the Win the Day Accelerator. To sign up, visit success.com slash WTD. Okay, so unused gift cards. What can you do? Well, the first thing you should do is find out your balance, right? You want to at least know how much we're talking about here. And today, this is fairly simple, thanks to gift card laws. So you can look at the back of the card and see directions to find out your balance, which is usually pointing you towards a website or a phone number where you can just punch in those numbers. And then it'll tell you exactly how much is actually loaded or still remaining on the gift card. Or in some cases, you can go to the physical store where the gift card is being, let's say, represented, the actual retailer. They can just bring it to the register. They can swipe it and say, hey, you have X amount of dollars and cents left on this card. Now, from there, you can either sell or exchange them online or you can decide to use them. But let's say you didn't want to use it because it was at a store that didn't really see anything. You can sell or exchange them online. Now, there's a huge marketplace for gift cards, which again, I'm willing to bet a vast majority of people like had no idea that right. they could do that. You just kind of hold it in your, your wallet or your purse or you stick it in your drawer. There is a secondary marketplace for people who want to sell and buy. I don't want to call them used, but like unused yeah. gift cards. So you can use eBay, you can use Craigslist, or you can just go to a card specific site like Card Cash or Raise. That's R-A-I-S-E. Now keep in mind, sometimes you're selling to an individual directly and sometimes you're actually selling to the platform itself. For example, on Card Cash, you have the option to exchange your gift card for another establishment's gift card versus just selling it. Just keep in mind that if you are selling, you're selling it at a discounted value plus fees, right? So it's not like, you know, for example, if you had a $50 gift card, no one's going to give you $50 for that $50 gift card. I mean, they might, but it would not make a ton of sense. No, like their job is to say, hey, listen, right now you don't have a use for it. I'll give you $40 for it, right? Or, and we may charge you 99 cents or something like that, right? The fees are pretty much all laid out. Just make sure that you read the fine print. Now, if you opt to avoid a middleman or some type of middle retailer and you want to sell directly to someone else, just make sure you're transparent about those fees, you know, because you don't want... The card fees. The card fees, You know, if there's a monthly maintenance fee that's about to hit... Correct. You know, write that in your description. Correct. That way somebody doesn't, you know, if you're engaging on these platforms, you don't end up getting a bad review or something like that. 
we talked about this in a previous episode where we were explaining how to sell or promote anything that you may want to sell online. The same is true here. You want to do a great job of promoting what it is that you have, but you don't want to be so good that you're actually putting in the actual details, like the card number, right? Don't do that because then people can just see what it is and then they might be able to use like a e-gift card to just type in those numbers and then before you know you just gave that money away so all that to say there are plenty of ways to use that unused balance or convert gift cards to cash today than i think have ever been yeah now if selling feels out of your league or just like not enough juice for the squeeze you can either go back and listen to the episode on how to sell things online and get some tips or you can re-gift it. We were actually at a uh, school fundraiser not too long ago and they did, you know, one of those raffles from corporate sponsors. And one of my mom friends won this $100 gift card to Skechers. Now, she is not a person who wears Skechers or (laughs) loves Skechers and wasn't thrilled about the prize, but she decided that she could re-gift it to her mom who had recently been talking about wanting to get more active and do more walking. So like that's always an option. Now, it's a little harder to re-gift cards that have partial balances, but remember that you can always add to them, right? They may not let you withdraw or cash out, but you can always deposit more on top. So if you have a Starbucks gift card with $3.50 on it, you know, you can add another $1.50 and gift it to your favorite educator or your favorite postal worker or just, you know, surprise your boo with a little coffee in the morning, whatever. Like in my mind, tiny balances are like a coupon when I'm thinking about gifting it to someone else. This is a girl math again, right? Like I can always, like it actually takes away from how much the gift is going to cost if I can, if I'm adding to an already existing balance. Yeah. So another option would be to join a buy nothing group if you're not already in one and then you can just give them away there. Like, you know, I've seen lots of, I'm going to say strange, but low demand items go quickly in buy nothing groups. So don't think that someone won't appreciate, you know, a dollar 25 here and there, you know, just see, see what happens, especially if you can bundle them. Yeah. I love the idea of donating gift cards to charity. So one yeah. example is St. Jude's. They have a partnership with Card Cash that basically allows people to donate their unused gift cards to help fund research and to support the hospital and their mission. But you can go even more local and throw them into raffle gift baskets or reach out to school administrators. They love stuff like that and see if they can use them. Yeah. There are just so many places where every little bit helps. And I think this is one of those opportunities where an unused gift card where you're either going to be you're stuck between buying something you don't really want or need versus helping someone out who could actually really really use it so i think those are two great examples like you know finding somewhere local or you know some of these larger partnerships like i said between st jude's and card cash i think are really great ways to kind of reduce that 53 billion dollar balance i keep going back to that number (laughs) but like that's such a massive amount of money and it's like wow it's just sitting there that we're thinking about yeah you know i think it was 23 billion Oh, it's 23? That's still a lot. It's still a lot. I mean, it's a lot of billions. Anything above 1 billion is pretty substantial. You can just round up to like... 50. (laughs) All right. Last but certainly not least, you can actually cash them in if you live in the right place or they're for the right store. So in some states, you can get cash for gift cards that have less than a certain amount remaining. So California is probably the most generous. Actually, it is the most generous. And they'll give you cash for any card that has less than $10 on it. Now in Colorado, Maine, Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, and a few others, they'll allow you to get money if your balance is less than $5. So the state laws vary. Every state doesn't 
have one. I think when I looked at the list, it was about 20 states. I would have read them all, but that's just going to take too long. And the minimum balance varies. So just look up, like do a quick Google to see if your state has gift card laws that allow you to cash them in. And then on top of that, it's rare, but there are some stores like Target and Nordstrom that will actually allow you to return a gift card as long as you have the receipt and haven't used it. So that's an option as well. Like if you bought a gift card or if somebody you're close to gave you a Nordstrom gift card, if you feel comfortable, you can reach out to them and be like, hey, dog, I could actually just use. <laughs> yeah, please don't force me to buy something from Nordstrom <laughs> and Target that I don't want or need. Yeah. So that's an option too. Now, I think the money will go to them. So I don't know that you actually get the cash. I think it's just a refund. But maybe y'all can work something out on the back end. <laughs> Sell it back to the person who gave it to you. Right. I will make this last point. I didn't plan on discussing this, but there's like another layer to gift cards. And, you know, maybe you're not an environmentalist, right? But gift cards are made out of plastic, right? There's a one-time use thing, maybe a two-time use thing, and then thrown in the trash. No different than like hotel key cards and things like that. They're made out of plastic. Specifically, and this is according to ABC News, 70% of gift cards are made from polyvinyl chloride plastic, which is poisonous to produce, right? So just the act of making these things leads to increased uh, pollution in the air. They're also not recyclable, right? So pretty much they just end up in a landfill or they end up being burned, which then further adds to uh, harming the environment. And so I just think it's something to think about like every Mm -hmm. single time, like, gosh, I feel like I'm just throwing a damper on Christmas, but, but. Again, like at some point we have to silly way. (laughs) Yeah. Like this is such a quick win. I think like (laughs) And it's a win 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 win. Like there are so many benefits. I know. To either just this is just me trying to appeal to the other side of the brain that's I know, know, but like I love gift cards. Yeah, but like come on. Like there there are other (laughs) ways that we can solve this. Or at least do it e gift card. I'm just gonna say, meet me halfway, make it an e gift card. And I get it. Like there's no romance or beauty in opening an email or a text message (laughs) versus opening up a beautiful Hallmark card and sprinkling, you know, glitter all over the floor. I get it. But like, you know, it's just something else. There's a consequence. Yeah. Yeah. There's a very real consequence, right? Especially when all of us are doing it. If we're looking for a quick, quick win, quick win to like lower our plastic use and reliance on pollutants. I think this is one that we could, uh, I vote to stop for this one. So (laughs) that's my final point. Um, And speaking of final, do you have any final thoughts? Let's that was a good transition. Like Shout out to you. I was going to make a transition about it being 80 degrees the first week of October, but you nailed it. All right. So my final thought is like, other than food, is there anything that we waste at this high of a rate? Like if you knew mm. when you were giving somebody something that they had a 50% chance of just like letting it sit there and rot away, would you still give it at the same rate? Like, so I think my final thought is, Give cash. And if you can't give cash, then give a gift. Like I am starting, I'm just coming to believe that cash is one of the most versatile gifts for all the reasons that we listed during the episode. But if that's not an option, then a well thought out physical gift that reflects your effort and may actually get used just feels like a more meaningful gesture. Like I, you know, we gotta, we gotta break the gift card dependency. It's costing us $23 billion a year. Yeah. I'm actually going to break my own sentiment for the entire podcast episode and say that my final thought is like this only exception where it actually kind of makes sense to get that gift card. And that's in the cases where you're actually being given a premium for the card, right? So if we're talking about spending $50 and if you spend $50, you get 75, but you have to spend it on a gift card. 
that actually makes more sense yeah. versus the dollar for dollar version where you're actually paying more money to convert cash into a card. <laughs> Plastic. Yeah. Only for what half of it to not go used, right? I that know. does. I I don't know very many examples where people have cash in their wallet and they don't spend it. But if it's in the form of a gift card, fifty percent chance yeah, that right? they're actually not going to do it. So yeah, that that I would say is probably the only case where it actually makes sense where you're truly gifting someone more than what they might have been able to get if they just had cash. So I think that's one uh, way of thinking about it. But to your point, cash is king. Hey, maybe it's queen. Doesn't matter to me what you want to call it. It, I think, is just a much better gift. And there are other ways that you can kind of make cash a little bit more personal to kind of get over the cash is tacky hump, whether yeah. it's a card, a personalized note, origami. Maybe, maybe it's it's origami, whatever <laughs> it is. Get creative, but let's let's see if we can cut out with the gift cards this year. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, thank you for listening to another short and sweet episode of the Rich and Regular Podcast presented by Success. You know, the only thing more wasteful than an unused gift card is an unwritten review. So if you like what you heard, please take some time to leave us a five-star rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. We will see y'all next week. <laughs>